1: Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Block and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You need to get
2: ready with the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Crew of Daryl and Andy, sponsored locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Subscribe to their podcast at 92 thefancom or on the Odyssey app and make sure you're ready for whatever happens next. You can watch the video on 92 through the fans YouTube channel as well another podcast on there you can watch. It's called Sons of the Shoe. Going to have uh, quite the update on our next episode where we talk about Travion Henderson and everything else. But this is about it's always game day in Cleveland. I'm going into plug fest here while we uh, get you ready for Browns and Texans. S.A., like the Joe Flacco angle of this, it is it is the most asked question. It's the most debated topic and this entire week for me there, Dustin, because – you know, I, I, I'm very fortunate. Houston's one of the markets where I just oddly have collected uh, friends. Like my old, my old partner in Charlotte, Stan Norfleet's there now. Uh, I have several buddies. Landry Locker, of course, who used to work here as Ken and Anthony's producer. He does radio there. Figgy. I have all these. Landry
3: th- taking shots at the morning
2: show. I this know. Week. And I enjoyed it. And I might have joined in on air. Uh, all in good humor, of course. My buddy Dan Campbell's there. Dan Campbell. My buddy Dan is there. Good lord! With all this being said, though, the number one thing I was asked, and literally every show, every my buddy Cody has a, has a, a YouTube channel. You got a lot of buddies, man. Every, it's the one market. I don't have friends at any other markets except apparently Houston. But the number one question I was asked five times this week is the Joe Flacco magic going to wear off? And it's funny because I that speaks to the idea that people around the NFL don't really buy into it. And earliest week when you were out, we played some Aaron Schatz audio from the, uh, the the overtime with Jonathan Peterlin, the Night Show. Shots or shats? It's shots. Okay. Yeah, they are. The shots other, fired. The other thing is a different thing. Um, but I'll say, like, you know, he kind of pointed to, well, do you trust this year, five games from this year? Or do you trust the three previous years? And my rebuttal was, I mean, it was twelve games in the last three years in a situation where a quarterback who his entire career has benefited from a good offensive line didn't have a good offensive line or a good play caller or an offensive scheme that fit in New York. So it's it's a little rich for me to hear people talk about sample size in Cleveland and then reference not even a full season played in New York the previous 3 years. And that that brings us to Mike Sando who was on with uh Jonathan Peterlin last night and we already played one one piece of this sound talking because he thinks the Texans have a chance to win this game. But I thought the most interesting thing he had to say was that he doesn't know we've seen the best yet from Joe Flacco.
1: I would say the last couple games, right? Houston and the Jets were, um, you know, better offensively. But shoot, it's a three interception game against the Bears. Probably should have had more. Mm-hmm. And while I understand he had three touchdowns, one interceptions against you know against Jacksonville, uh, there was some bad in that game too. So. I don't feel like he's actually totally hit stride yet. I don't don't think it's a situation where, you know, it's going to strike midnight and now, oh, this magical run is over. I don't think he's been on a magical run so far. I think he's been finding his way on a good team, made some big plays, but I think he could actually play a little bit more consistently and a little more uh, efficiently, you know, start to finish in a game.
3: you agree with that? I think it's a, a very astute point. I really agree. Because especially with the turnovers, like Flacco has not played football in like a year. He comes here, and he steps in it. And yeah, he makes some big-time throws, which he, he can do. He's got a big-time arm. But I feel like he's gotten more and more comfortable in the system, and that also allows Stefanski to give more, or put more on his plate, I should say. And now with another week to prepare for this game, boy, I, I, I think that like he's got the full arsenal.
2: I I I almost feel like if you look at, and, and I'll actually go really the first two games. You know, the Rams, you march down the field, you have a really nice first drive, all right? And, and then the defense let up, I think, a touchdown that first drive for LA as well. You go to the Jacksonville game, really nice first drive. But if you look at the second drives, the third drives, the fourth drives, the fifth drives, those first two or three games, there were a lot of three and outs. There were a lot of duds. And they don't all have to be, you know, like Pat Mahomes has some dud drives, but you, you you almost need a variety. You need four or five scoring drives in a game, and whether that's, you know, pure touchdowns or just being able to kick field goals and add three points at a time. So you need four or five opportunities to score a game and you need to limit your three and outs and get as many of those five, six, seven play drives that just chew up time because not only does it help your offense stay in rhythm and, and, and continues the longer on the field, the more likely you can hit a home run, right? Correct. The other part is it just protects your defense in a different way. And so if you compare the first two and a half games to the last two and a half games, and I'm going to treat the second half against the jets as the anomaly because there, uh, there was no Elijah Moore, no Amari Cooper, and they were able to just isolate David Njoku and take him out of the mix. And, and they weren't running the ball consistently in that game either in the second half. So if you go from the fourth quarter of Chicago through the entirety of the Texans game into the first half of the Jets game, you saw more sustained drives. And even then, because of what you just said, even then, I don't know that's the best Joe is going to do simply because he hasn't cut down on the turnovers yet. I thought the turnovers got more acceptable. I mean, the second half of the Jets game, notwithstanding. I'd, r- I'd
3: rather Flacco throw for 250, two touchdowns, and no picks. Yeah. Than throw for the 350, yes. three touchdowns, and two picks.
2: Because the 250, two touchdowns, no picks, you're basically just saying, all right, we can trust the, the, yeah, the defense you, with the and rest. And
3: you're also not asking him to make a comeback.
2: Yeah, and you're not putting too much pressure on the defense. So... And, and by the way, I still think there's a world because of the fit system, system-wise and because of the talent you have around him. Stout offensive line, good playmakers, even though it's not Jamar Chase, good playmakers that I could see him at some point. Maybe not every game. There's going to be a game where the turnovers against some of these defenses you could have in front of you. There's going to be a <laughs> – I mean, hell, even if you make it to the Super Bowl, you're not going four games without getting to a defense that can – that can mess with Joe. But do I think there could be a game out there where he does have a clean game with 300 yards? 100%. And I just think, like, we're in the sweet spot of if it's going to go south, it's going to go south one of these games, or the idea that they've hit the ceiling when at any point you get the running game going, that's going to add things. If you can continue to refine and not turn the ball over, the number one thing that tells me that Joe Flacco's run isn't a fluke is the ability to deliver deep, explosive plays in a way that, honestly, very few quarterbacks in the NFL can do that. That buys you a lot of leeway. But if you can pair that with sound decision in the intermediate, man, I got to tell you, that's where all of a sudden it's tough not to salivate at the idea of a run because you can put up serious points that way.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, again, back back to his his point there, like, Flacco can get better. And when you look back to his runs in the past, especially the run he had in 12, like, it was better, 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 until he ends up winning the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's another interesting thing. I don't think... If he wins this game, do you know the... But- this is going to be the national headline yeah. across the entire league. Well, and I think... And, not to mention, you're probably going to be going to Baltimore.
2: And, it, and if you play a clean game in this one, again, Joe, even just one turnover. If Joe goes out there for 275, three touchdowns, an interception, and the Browns win this game, and especially if it's a if it's a more comfortable Browns win than the two-point line would lead you to believe it's going to be, um, you're going to see a lot of people hopping on the Browns bandwagon after Saturday at 4.30. If that, if that happens, and and it, a lot of it's going to be, well, we were probably wrong or maybe we shouldn't have ignored Joe Flacco. 216-474-0092. So Mike Sando was on overtime with Jonathan Peterlin the other night and said that he doesn't think we've seen the best of Joe Flacco in Cleveland yet. Where do you see the areas of improvement for Joe Flacco? And do you think that's more likely than Joe turning into a pumpkin again? I think contextually... I think you are protected with Joe. I, I think there are going to be some games better than others, but people who think this is a fluke don't understand the Kubiak offense and the fit for Joe, and they don't really understand the the power of of him playing in front of an offensive line that's keeping his jersey clean, and the fact that even even when the offense uh, defense has gotten some pressure, the Browns have moved him around a bit. Frank, welcome to the show, Frank. What's what you got?
1: What's happening, fellas? I was hey, I'm saying the same thing my man was saying, man. He going to get better, man. And if you, if you go look, I'm going to say about 75% or 80% of the interceptions that he threw, he was throwing off his back foot, trying to compensate for his strong arm. Other than that, he to have a clean game, man. I, I just like the fact that he cool.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can
3: they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Common
1: Collective. This is the same thing I thought Deshaun was going to do if he got four, five, six straight games up on this belt, but it is what it is, man. I, I just feel like we definitely finna make this run, fellas. It's finna be epic. I hope, Man, we win this game, you ain't gonna be able to tell me nothing. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> All right, fellas, y'all have a good night.
2: Frank, right, appreciate Frank, you, buddy. buddy. I mean, I think you know, there's a part of me when we start to kind of play this thing out. I think for the Browns to really do what we hope, man, I think you gotta get a, play, a home playoff game in here, which would, again, for that to happen this, this next week, You would need Miami to win and Pittsburgh to win behind you later on this week. That's a lot to ask. Two, you know, the the top three seeds or sorry, the the bottom three seeds in any conference winning out in that first round is a lot. But I just I just think it there's an important part of the offense playing well. Listen, I think the defense playing well right off the rip is immense value to winning this game comfortably. The offense having a really nice game and taking a step forward I think puts the rest of the league on notice. If both of those things happen, your offense and your defense play some of their better games that they've had in a minute, yep. that's where I think I, – I'm not talking about the national media or national fans. I'm talking about the rest of the NFL will go, oh, no. Because experience, um, explosive plays deep a defense that can cover well and a defense that can hit you hard, that's physical, that gets after the quarterback, that's the recipe. That really is. I mean, it's that simple, and then it just becomes, can your O-line keep you clean enough? Right? Or can, can you keep the, uh, Joe Flacco clean enough? Correct. But the recipe's there. Now you just gotta see how the ingredients <laughs> line up. Let's go with Ben. Welcome to the show, Ben. ben. What's up,
3: Ben?
1: Hey, how's it going?
3: It's going well. I was well.
1: wondering what are your thoughts on uh, if Dustin with Dustin Hopkins being down and Riley Patterson, not, you know, not playing in big games throughout his career, if he's a liability or, you know, do you sign someone down the line because, you know, big games come in short scoring moments.
3: I I, I think your role with Patterson tomorrow, um, you have to, I mean, he's been here. He's been in the locker room. He understands this. I mean, he's, he's been in the special teams meeting room. He, he gets it. Ben, we appreciate it, buddy. I understand what you're saying. And I would rather have Dustin Hopkins in this game but really, outside of the one PAT's missed, he's been pretty solid.
2: Yeah, I mean, the hope is that that Dustin Hopkins is able to come back next week, uh, assuming there is a next week. We all assume. We all believe there's going to be next week. That's the hope. I, here's the other thing. I got to say, guys, Dustin Hopkins, when he came here, was not the guy he was five years previously. This is a guy who bounced around a little bit. And I give Bubba Ventron credit for helping Dustin be – the best kicker he's been, guys, he was arguably the best kicker in the AFC despite not making the Pro Bowl. So I, there's a part of me that's like, well, I'm... Before
3: he I got hurt, you had the most field goals in the league. And I'm a little unsure of Riley Patterson, but it's not like his numbers were terrible. Well, and here's the other thing too, Nick. We're playing in a neutral dome environment. Yeah. Okay? It's not like we we're asking him to kick in Cleveland Browns Stadium where he's never really kicked in conditions like it's going to be tomorrow. If this were a home game tomorrow, I'd actually be really worried about a kicking game. Oh, I think that's really fair. Yeah, 100. You know, especially with the conditions that seem to be. I mean, I'm looking outside. Right now, and 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 there's like a wind warning until tomorrow at four o'clock. Like that, that would be like right around kickoff. Yeah, I'd be nervous with with Patterson here in Cleveland.
2: Daryl from Manaway, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us?
1: Yeah. Hey. Uh, you know what? I'm, I was worried about Flacco. You know, throwing interceptions in the playoffs because it, I mean, it's one game. You know what I mean? You got to win or you go home. It's done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm also worried about CJ C. Stroud. If we collapse that pocket and he gets out of there and runs for 20, 30 yards, um, uh, I, I just think that if, if they, you know, overrun him, you know, and they have in the past with mobile quarterbacks, you know, where they overrun him and then they shoot out of there and get out of there and run for 20 yards. But, uh, hey, Dustin, you might notice more than me. Was there any receivers that we could have picked up before this game? Because, I, you know, I just felt like, you know, with Amari Cooper, you know, he was, uh, you know,
2: he was out and
3: everything. And I know a lot of guys are playing hurt, but, uh, I don't know that the receiver's an issue going to this game, there, partner.
2: Yeah, I think, I think actually Amari's, uh, training really well because yeah. he's had a, a little while off there. Daryl, we appreciate you, buddy. Daryl, out in my neck of the woods in Manaway, um, yeah, it's interesting, though, what he was talking about with uh, with his team and, and C.J. running. This, I don't think C.J.'s a runner. He is mobile, and there's a difference between being a running quarterback. He in, in 15 games, he had 167 yards. That's about 11 yards per game. Now, listen, if you over-pursue him, Miles, if you over-pursue him, yeah, he can turn a 5-yard loss into a 15-yard, 20-yard play. But he's he's mobile. He's not, as we saw in, in the Georgia game, you can move him around and he can get out of the pocket and make unscripted plays, but those are not as likely to be with his legs. You're not going to have to shadow him with JOK in this game. 216-474-0092. Ron and Manaway, Mike and Medina, you guys stick there. Uh, we had Mike Sando on the night show last night. He says, he doesn't think we've seen the best from Joe Flacco yet. Is there more room for Joe Flacco to get better, more from you guys next on two three The Fan. Nick and Dustin back on Afternoon Drive. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Focuses on the playoffs and how Cleveland will fare against Houston Friday night at 8.00. It's tonight at eight before overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Listen on the Odyssey app presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it and Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. It is a football Friday. We got Daryl Ryder coming up in just about 15 minutes here. I'm gonna take your calls in just a second here, but but you have a little bit of a gripe
3: here, Dustin,
2: because you've got some Flacco jersey flack.
3: What is going on here? So here's the thing. So I got my I got Sarah jersey like the women's jersey i got Women. My, my son a flacco jersey i got myself in fact it just arrived about a half hour ago the white 1946 flacco jersey i got flacco fever i'm mm-hmm. wacko i'll tell you i'm wacko for flacco i'm wacko for flacco
2: i don't do a good rodney dangerfield so. i was trying
3: to do more of a um what's his face i need more cowbell oh christopher walking for walking i'll tell you i'm uh no, I, I, I go. I go straight Dangerfield. Yeah, because any time you say, "I tell you," I'll tell, tell you, I'm, I'm
2: just wacko for Flacco. <laughs> I don't
3: <laughs> is even know. Is
2: Christopher what... Walken Australian? I'm wacko for Flacco. I'm
3: wacko for Flacco.
2: Hey, Crocky. just so, right. See, so you were saying you yeah, gotta the love jerseys. it. You were saying about the jerseys <laughs> before we just flush just... this great show down the toilet. It's been three and a half strong hours.
3: It is not too early or too late to... So I've I've felt this way ever since Flacco started having this run that no matter what happens going forward, like you can go to a Browns game, right. And you can make fun of all the quarterbacks that have played for the Cleveland Browns over the last, you know, 25 years. Mm -hmm. And whether it be uh, a counts Jersey or uh, you may see a Charlie Fry, you may see a Brady Quinn, you may see, you know, Derek Anderson. jersey. like, people can make fun of those jerseys, but like, no matter what, this last month and a half and really the season has been sort of like magical Mm -hmm. in a, in a, in a fun way where like we were supposed to be a really good team and then everything went down the toilet and it felt like the season was over and yet they were galvanized and then more players get hurt. Then Deshaun gets hurt again. And then you have to go to Flacco and you're like, I mean, Flacco was like on the practice squad. I was like, he's not even going to play. He's just here to be a backup and like his help mentor the young kids. And then he comes in and just does all this thing. And like, I don't care if he wins or not tomorrow. This last month and a half, like, you can wear a Flacco jersey to a Browns game. Ten years down the line, and you'll remember how much fun this season's been.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, they were seven and four when he took over. They could have easily be, went from seven and four to to eight and nine. Yeah, and so I think. I and do, by the way, if you'd have played Flacco against the Bengals, you'd be twelve and five team. Um, I think that's really fair. Yeah, and honestly, if you had played him earlier, you might have even had another win um, outside of that uh, Denver game. Although you had literally just signed him, that would not have been. Or no, sorry, you you worked him out on Friday and then you signed him on Monday after the Broncos yeah. lost. But I digress. Um, you know, we point to Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia didn't go four and one and and lead to the playoffs. Um, we point to Bruce Gradkowski. Bruce Get- Gradkowski was a Week 18 or sorry Week 17 starter, and I believe he lost that game. So all those the the people who say, "Well, that's a shame, Jersey." Uh, no, because those other quarterbacks you talked about didn't go four and one, and that four and one record puts you in the playoffs. That is the difference. So I mean, I think. Listen, I think you really. Uh, I, I think if Joe Flacco wins tomorrow, or excuse me. When Joe Flacco wins tomorrow, guys, you were never getting rid of the Flacco jerseys. And so anybody who like snidely commented, because I saw him on social media, the people that snidely commented to you, the very few.
3: The most people were, were excited. There were like a half a dozen, yeah. but like those, one, those are the ones that stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, of course. It's like, I want people to be excited, you know? And I'm like, it just came, you know, yesterday just in time for the game this weekend, and people are like, oh, you got, you got a jersey to wear for a week? Yeah. And I'm like... No, I'll wear this jersey next year. Yeah. Even if Flacco goes plays for somebody else, I don't care.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's more... At this point, I think Browns fans respect the person. They respect what he did here. Respect the hell out of the guy. And they respect the fact that you're in the playoffs. because this. Yeah, we don't go to the playoffs. When he took over, and I mean, he did lose the first game. When he took over, this thing could have gone where... I mean, look at it, guys. Look look in the uh, AFC. Look at how tight things were in the afc and how if you go nine and eight instead of uh uh, 11 and six you're not in the playoffs instead not only did you win you won so much that everybody got to rest in week 18 real quick here let's go with mike in medina what's up buddy
1: hey guys so uh the flacco thing i i'm i mean i love joe flacco i i need to see this win to get a jersey i bought one of the the From one of those, the local Cleveland t shirt companies, and I love it. But I, if they get this win, that, that'll cement me buying a jersey. Oh, I um, like it. Not that I, I, I would never, you know, like say, I mean, I have a Johnny Manziel jersey I wear as a joke. <laughs> um, so I'd never really say anything I saw a Flacco jersey, but uh, just got to get this win, and they will. They will get the win. Um, one quick question What do we think the Browns playoff, you know, chances going into Baltimore means for Julian Edelman coming back next year? Thanks, guys. I don't get the Julian Edelman bit. Uh, Ron and Hannaway, what you got for us? My guys. Hey, my brothers from other mothers. Good to be with you guys. Um, uh, Real quick, um, uh, Andy Roth, he's like the hardest working man in show business. I think I've been hearing him all day. He's like the eyeball in the back of the dollar bill. He's always watching over you guys. But but, uh, uh, also, Nick, did you hear uh, Collinsworth mention that Jordan Poyer – uh, credits Ayahuasca with uh, his, his his play his stellar play this year. I thought about you when he when he said that.
2: But Why do you uh, think my radio <laughs> career is going where it is? Because I am I'm, I I've tanked it so that I can take Ayahuasca and then I'll be you know I'll take over for Coward I, I, in a
1: year. I know I, I got a nice chuckle when he said that. I w- I wanted to call and let you know about that. No, but uh, what, what I'm really calling, I know you guys are up against it. Um, do you think that the, we're in the playoffs and that the level of referees that we're going to get. Uh, in this game tomorrow, and hopefully for we advance throughout the playoffs, will will we'll, uh, we'll, will will help us because you know Miles Garrett, he gets held at least ten times a game. Do you think the crew tomorrow and the crew throughout the playoffs will give us a decided advantage because they'll call every time that Miles Garrett gets held uh, in, in these games a little bit more than they have been throughout the regular season?
3: Um,
2: so I, God, do, I sure hope so. You know, it's interesting, Ron, and I yeah. thank you for the call, buddy. Uh, Ron and Manaway, there. the The thing that I think is interesting is. Uh, superstar players are more likely to get those calls in the playoffs and it, and it, it, it is supposed to be a sign of respect, right? Um, you, you tend, I, I think you start to see more of the protected quarterback calls and that can be controversial because sometimes it's not warranted. Um, I, I actually kind of akin to it. I think the same thing happens in the NBA where like a call you're not going to get in January is a call you might get in May. So, Yes, I actually think there's a decent chance that if Miles gets held, they actually might call it in this game. Um, I still don't know that the level of re- uh, refereeing is going to be what you want it to be because I just think across the board, they're caca. So we might get a Miles Garrett call. They also might get a uh, – they don't really have their version of Miles Garrett. Um trying to think of a guy that – well, John Grenard gets a lot of uh, a love, but maybe a, a, a phantom call on C.J. Stroud as well. Daryl Ryder joins us next. We'll get his thoughts on this game. Vibe check with Daryl. By, by
3: the way, you know what the Edelman joke is, right? No. When LeGarren Blunt called in one time. Oh. And, and just uh, randomly like, started talking about Julian Edelman. Oh, my God. Because he was calling in to talk about his weed company. Yeah. Or his CBD company. Which made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I th- he was definitely high during yes. the call. Well, naturally. Naturally. Yeah, well, he's it is all counter. natural.
2: Yeah. he's He was so high.
3: We, thought- got, we got to find that clip. He was like. I'll tell you, Julian Edelman, he, I think he's going to come out of retirement or something. <laughs> That's so a good that, callback. That was a good pull, yeah. That one
2: by me, man. Very good, Mike and Medina. All right, uh, Daryl, next on 92.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.